What is good, guys? Welcome, welcome to a new episode. And I won't lie, it's taking me forever to record this episode because honestly, it's a lot of times that I'm hyped to talk about it and there's other times of like, I'm not in the mood to get deep today. Is it fair to the listeners? Not at all. You all take the time out to listen to little old me when you really don't have to. And you also, from what I hear, want more and I'm falling completely short of that. Trust me, I get the texts all the time. How can you gain steam with way if you don't record or release episodes? I've heard it all and said it to myself a million times. I'm completely aware of it. And I mean, I can make all the excuses in the world. Work is crazier than ever been in my life. Whether this the people who can be mentally draining or just the workload, being exhausted from working all the time, spending what little time I do have with Kay and making sure I continue to nurture that relationship and making sure I get to the gym at least twice a week. Yeah, I said it twice a week. And sometimes that is a battle. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. But now back to this episode, the reason why I go kind of back and forth about recording it and shoot heck releasing it because I introduced the title is Clueless Attempts Running From You. Hey, this is LaToya with Clueless Attempts, a podcast of a normal girl's clueless attempts at fitness, nutrition, relationships, and life's everyday struggles. So listen up because we need to talk. You can either get ready or change the channel. Oh, what she mean by that? Running from you. I mean, you will see as I kind of talk deeper and deeper on what I mean. But if you're not aware, I turned the big four zero in August and talk about a new era, right? And I feel like every 10 years, there's a huge shift and change, at least in my life and who you are as a person. And as you evolve into hopefully the person you ultimately are supposed to be when it's all said and done and your time is up here on earth, whether it's long-term or short-term. So I guess I should start by, let me get into it. I mean, right off the back. So literally back in April, I heard this song. And yes, April, when I was supposed to record it and release the episode, right? That's how long I've been sitting on this episode. This song inspired me to have a conversation with you all. And I thought about maybe me opening up my further conversations between you and your friends, your family, or whoever else you want or need to talk to. I also felt to talk about how I personally overcame some of these things and some of the things that I'm still working through to get to this place of 40 that involves marriage and kids and the fact that I've dealt with my ish before I decide to bring anyone, and I mean anyone, into this world. Hold up, I know before I get any hate, I'm not saying that anyone that hasn't dealt with their ish shouldn't bring kids into the world. I'm just speaking about me personally because I can choose when I bring someone here. That's the luxury of same-sex life. Unplanned pregnancies are not happening this way, and if they are, that's a totally different conversation we should be having, to be honest with you. So the lyrics are as follows. Yeah, been this way so long, it feels like something's off when I'm not depressed. I got some issues that I won't address. I got some baggage I ain't open yet. I got some demons I should put to rest. I got some trauma that I can't forget. I got some phone calls I've been avoiding, some family members I don't really connect with, some things I said I wish I would have not let slip, some hurtful words I never should have left my lips, some bridges burned I'm not ready to rebuild yet, some insecurities I haven't dealt with yet. I'll be the first to admit that I'm a lonely soul and the last to admit I need the hand to hold. I'm not a rapper, but I did my best. And that song is called Happy, right? And 
and I wanted to kind of break it down line by line because when I first heard it that hit me like you won't believe I mean it's been this way so long it feels like something's off when I'm not depressed like I've never been I guess clinically diagnosed with depression I've never at least in my mind felt depressed by any means at least what I think but I'm not a doctor but it's crazy in my mind when I've had times in my life where things are going so good and I'm just like something's not right like another ball is gonna freaking drop and this is about to be a disaster something bad's gonna happen a lot of times that I never focused on the positives right I'm always thinking when's the next shoe gonna drop when's somebody else gonna disappoint me when is this gonna go right if something's gonna happen in my job something's gonna happen in my life and so that's when I hear that portion of the song it's been this way so long it feels like something's off when I'm not depressed that I was that same person like this don't feel right and it's interesting because the first time in my life when things are going so well I mean work is going well even though it's not the career path or choice that I initially intended for being a project manager by any means this past year has been fun I've been busy but it's been exciting like more excited about building something for who knows who building something for the government but who knows what's going to happen with it that I've ever been right and my home life has been the most stable the most grounded and happy than it's been in a long long time like it's amazing because I'm definitely a person of if my home life's a wreck pretty much everything else around me is a complete disaster even if it's good it's still a complete disaster I'm that kind of girl and this time both parts of my life have been fantastic and definitely going on the right trajectory just going up 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 and this is the first time that I haven't thought about when something's gonna go down 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 when is the next shoe gonna drop like I am completely focused on all the positives and the gratefulness that's in my life and that's a real thing I feel like most people should absolutely be focused on the positives and I think we don't focus enough on that we're always focused on the bad stuff when you should just take a minute and breathe and think about all the good stuff that's happening because trust me there's enough bad stuff out in the world that ain't got nothing to do with us that's going on right now because as I've said as humans before I don't know if I said it before but that's how I think is we tend to focus on things that ain't got nothing to do with us or we only care about things that have something to do with us right and so I don't have much advice but I know if you can take anything from my life or the things that I have grown to be as I evolve into this 40 year old woman positives man positives because things do get better they absolutely do get better right we get smarter we get wiser we make better choices and that's what I mean by getting better if you're younger things could be going crappy you're in high school things could be going crappy people making fun of you trying to figure out what you want to do what's your next step it's gonna all come like do the things that you want to do but also you got to make a little bit of money because you got to have a roof over your head and some food to eat right but ultimately everything you're going to learn so much that it's going to be okay and it's going to work out right even if you're struggling at this moment and the people that are older that might be struggling take all the stuff that's happening to you right remember all that like think about it write it down and flip it into a positive take all that maturity that you had and do better and be better because life's not over yet right it's not over you still got plenty of time you still got plenty of time to correct your mistakes to fix things to be better and not think about it feels like something's off when I'm not depressed the next line I got some issues that I won't address 
I tell you what, you want to talk about something to talk about, right? And when I tell you that I was absolutely this person of I got some issues that I won't address, and I'm still partly that person to an extent. And if you talk to anybody that knows me, they know that I keep a lot of things very closely to my chest, right? I think the only person that I have been most honest and open with is my fiance, which is great, but it took some pushing. I mean, it didn't just pop out of nowhere. I'm like, I'm talking about all my problems and all my issues. But I tell you, therapy has allowed me to address some of those issues as well, right? And feeling safe in my home to be able to have those open and honest conversations. And honestly, sometimes you don't even think about that these things are issues until you actually talk to a professional or talk to somebody else and you realize, hey, this is problematic. And yeah, you've been holding stuff in that I don't think you should be holding in. And it's important to talk to a spouse or a friend. I mean, I can tell you that I'm guilty of my closest friends probably knowing a decent amount about me, but not knowing the complete Latoya. I'm not saying that I don't want them to know me. Is it sad? Yeah, absolutely. I would love for my close friends to know me truly. Is it scary? Yeah, because human nature, the more people know about you, the more sometimes you feel like it could be used against you or they could hurt you, right? And I'm guilty of that. And it doesn't mean they will, because if they're good friends, if they're best friends, they won't do that. But it's hard to open up like that. And I know I'm not the only one that feels that way. But what kind of life is that? You never really truly be free, at least, at least that's what my therapist said, unless you open up. Sometimes I believe it when they say that stuff is, hey, open up and be free. And then other times you don't, it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I'm definitely still working on some of my old issues and new issues that come up as a result of confronting my old issues, right? And I feel like I've definitely been a lot more open than I've ever been in my life about issues that I want to address. And I feel like it takes time. Give yourself grace because as I age and go into 40, and I have no problem saying that. I'm excited about turning 40. I'm excited about the next 10 years of my life that it takes some time to be open with issues because you are, and it takes some time to figure out what those issues are. We're used to just kind of dealing with stuff, right? My generation is used to just kind of sucking it up, like pushing through it, getting through it. And that now later, as we get older, we started going to therapy, but that wasn't a thing, right? If you talk to most of our us and we ask, hey, do your parents go to therapy? They're probably going to laugh at you like my parents. No, these are 60s and 70s. They don't go to therapy. They Now, should they? Yeah. What is it? I had a friend of mine who posted a meme that said, I go to therapy to deal with the people that don't go to therapy. And it's so true. Like not saying I didn't have a strong, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for my parents but it doesn't mean that certain things that necessarily they might not have thought that was a problem that I realized later on that it absolutely was a problem I'll dig a little deeper in that when I get to different lyrics of the song about insecurities but yeah and it's okay if you don't want to address those issues at this moment but it's absolutely something that you should address those issues when you feel comfortable and when you feel okay to talk about it and that absolutely leads to the next line. I got some baggage that I ain't open yet. Yes. Even to this day, for the most part, I've dealt with a lot of baggage, I think, that I went ahead and opened. And then there's some that uh, still, it's like a small, if you think of zipper, like I kind of slowly, creepily open that zipper. And it's interesting in introspection about your life and about the things that you've been through. That's why I said these lyrics in this song specifically, but this verse that hit me the hardest 
because you're like, dang, yeah, absolutely got some baggage that I ain't open yet. And it's just like, well, Toya, you can't keep having all this baggage, at least trying to open some of these one by one, right? So I've dealt with some trauma in that baggage. And then now I'm still dealing with, I got insecurities. The fact I'm a people pleaser, absolutely people pleaser. And that is a tough one. Like I never thought about it as a negative until I really did some soul searching and some therapy and talking to some exes and my current fiance. And boy, I definitely have that being a problem. I guess you can say I get it from my mom. She's definitely that person. But when I tell you it hinders your progress as well as your feelings, it absolutely does. Sometimes I don't want to do something, but I do it anyway because I don't feel like ruffling any feathers. I hate confrontation unless I don't know you, then I could really care less. If you ask some of my friends, I don't care about that. But it's hard to change or shall I say evolve because who knows the person you may become. But I tell you, it's a sense of relief when you do kind of relieve some of that baggage. Guilt is also a baggage. I got guilt for changing things up on people, but it was about me. It wasn't about them. It's never been about them. It's about me. Guilt is a heavy bag to carry and it slows you down. Everybody says, let it go. But I tell you from experience that it takes time to do that, right? And getting rid of some of that baggage in the end does make you feel better. But during it, it don't feel so good. It doesn't feel so good. The next line that's up is, I got some demons that I should put to rest. And when I think about that line, I think about things that are detrimental to your well-being. For me, my demons are never outwardly present because you never would know. But inside, they have eaten me up and ate me up. And I'm absolutely in my head kind of person, right? I try to work it out in my head sometimes. It just sits there and none of these things are good, right? None of these things are good. Please learn from my mistakes. Even though as human beings, you could tell someone your story and they absolutely still do what they want to do or experience the same thing and do the same route that you took, but they wanted to do themselves. But it's okay to live in your head and to work things out in your head. But sometimes when it comes to demons, and demons is not a literal demon word, but sometimes it's easier to talk about those things to put them to rest, to let it go. Like I said, it's for you. It's not for anyone else. And when you take into account other people's feelings, there's your problem, right? Most of us like to be cognizant and we don't want to hurt other people's feelings, but it's much more hurtful keeping it to yourself. So talk about it and get it out. You might be surprised at how you might feel when it's all said and done. And if you need to distance, if you need to create boundaries, if you need to not talk, that's absolutely fine. And that kind of goes into another line that he says later, but that's okay because it's about you, right? Next is I got some traumas that I can't forget. I believe most of us, especially in my generation, have, well, shoot, honestly, everybody, I won't even say my generation, everybody has some sort of trauma, whether they realize it or not, mental, physical, sexual, and environmental trauma. I mean, like I said, in the coolest attempts of being black in America, right? At my college and then literally running for my life, that's a type of trauma that I won't ever forget. And it's absolutely influenced the way I've moved from that day forward, right? Being a kid without biological father present for whatever reasons, that's trauma that I didn't know was there until I I finally did meet him. But all those feelings, whether good or bad, those are absolutely traumas. I don't talk that much about That's why I said this episode is a little difficult. But when we talk about those traumas, they make you who you are and it's okay to express them. It's okay to deal with them and it's okay to feel them, right? And it's okay to not forget. Nobody said you got to forget anything. It's a part of your growth. It's a part of who you're ultimately supposed to be. If you believe in a greater power, the plan is already predestined for you, right? And honestly, I guess this is a little spiritual 
spiritual because I did grow up in a Catholic church. And when I say that, if you really think about the plan is already done for you, right? We have free will and choices, but the end game is still the same. Doesn't change. The time and the date of your death and who you become does not change. That should be a sort of relief, right? Now, the journey getting to the end might not be a relief, might be tough, but the end is like, even though I might make this choice right now, I don't know if it's good or bad, or hey, I'm dealing with this type of trauma. I don't know if this isn't good trauma, but I'm dealing with it and I'm moving and ultimately becoming that person. It should be easy to feel a sense of relief. As I get older, I feel a sense of relief of I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm exactly going part of the journey and the end game that has been predestined for me the day I was born, probably before the day I was born, when I was conceived or even before that, because obviously I was part of my mother's and my father's journey and everybody else before that and so forth, right? It was predetermined and predestined. That should feel comfortable, right? And it's not saying that it still makes smart decisions, but you're going to end up in the place you're supposed to end up. So some things you just shouldn't worry about. There's some things that you should deal with because it might help you get to that into the place that you're supposed to be a lot faster, right? When we take detours and we don't deal with it, we're taking another detour, we're taking another detour, we're taking another detour to get to the final destination when it could have just been a straight shot, right? If you would have been like, all right, Toya, you should get rid of this person or you know this ain't right. Why aren't you walking away? Those type of things. And the next line is, I've got some phone calls I've been avoiding, right? So when I talked about setting boundaries or things like that, yeah, if you don't want to pick up the phone, don't pick up the phone. If you don't want to call somebody, don't call somebody, right? Yes, it's easier said than done. Yes, you could be guilt tripped into to making phone calls. But after a certain age, when you become an adult, they're your decisions. At the end of the day, no one can make it to the pearly gates or talk on your behalf other than you, right? It's just you. And I'm guilty of that in general. Family members, I mean, even if nothing bad's happened, I'm guilty of not making phone calls, right? Or avoiding phone calls that I necessarily know is not good for me or dealing with friends that you know are not good for you, but yet you continue to still allow them that space, right? Stop allowing them that space. I've had to grow and learn from that. I can't allow people to just take and take. My cup is only so full, right? And you keep taking water out my cup, I'm gonna be empty and I ain't got nothing left to give to the people that really deserve all of me, right? They should be giving, I think there was a passage in the Bible or something like that. I, well, not have me lying, but they should be getting leftovers, right? So my cup is full. When I overflow it, they should be getting that overflow, not what's in my cup, right? Absolutely. In general, family, friends, you get my overflow because I got to protect myself. And that's the things that I'm learning and have learned over the past 40 years, right? And that connects into the line of some family members I don't really connect with. And I feel like every family has that. You got some ones that they're just them and you let them be them and you let them be great, right? And you don't have to connect with everybody just because they're DNA related to you does not mean anything, right? Does not mean necessarily you connect with them, does not mean you get along with them. It's all intertwined and that's fine and that's okay. And you have to be comfortable with the fact that you just ain't gonna get along with everybody, right? So as I transition into, he says, some things I said, I wish I would have not let slip. I know all of us have gotten to arguments and said some things that we wish we never said, right? And it says the next line, some hurtful words that never should have left my lips. Those are so intertwined. Some things I said, I wish I would have not let slip some hurtful words that never should have left my lips. Those are intertwined together. And I've done it a lot more so in my younger years than my older years. I tend to be more quiet than speak now as an older adult when I was running on pure emotions as a kid, right? And so really my advice, 
if younger kids are listening, not young, young, but we're talking about like 18, 19, or in general, think about you are in control of your emotions, right? Think about the things that you're going to say before you say them, right? Because once they leave your lips, you can't take it back. You can't rewind and you can't go back. This ain't Back to the Future or any of those movies. Once it's said, it's said, right? So even being younger, and I was thinking about this, of the things that I want to teach my children about communication and about thinking about things before you actually do it. Don't base everything off emotions. Use the emotions for power, but don't let it overrun you, right? It's probably very difficult to explain to some kids, but I think if you exhibit that behavior, they tend to pick up on that behavior. If you're not easily quick to snap or quick to say some things that you shouldn't have said or mean and hurtful things, then today, yes, a person's feelings are their feelings. How they react to your actions is on them and it's not on you, but you can be absolutely cognizant of the words that come out of your mouth. And even if you mean them, you can say them in a different way. Their reaction might be completely different than what their normal reaction may have normally been. Nobody say you got to lie to them. You can be honest, but there are words that you can say in order to be honest that won't trigger some sort of trauma that they got that they might not have dealt with. And I only speak this from experience because when you say some stuff and those people got trauma, they're like, oh, this is triggering this. This is triggering. Oh, when you're younger, you're not really thinking about triggers. But as an, when you're older, you're like, huh, okay, well, there's probably a better way I can say these things because I know this person. Or you can even have the conversation of what's a better way to say this that you will be more receptive to the things I have to tell you that are important to me, right? And these aren't self, like, it's interesting how people think that selfish is a bad word. Selfish isn't a bad word. It's self. I'm taking care of myself, right? We're not talking about kids involved because when you add kids to the mix, that's a little different. Your me, 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 me comes, it twists the game a little bit because it's them, 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 and you, 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 because you're just as freaking important as your children are. And that's the truth. The people that don't take care of themselves and they've put the pure focus on the children, you got to take care of yourself plus the children. Yes, I know people are like, you don't have kids yet. You don't have kids yet. You're right. I don't. I'm going to do my darndest to make it a priority to take care of myself, to take care of my wife, and then take care of my kids because it's important. Because one day they're going to leave this house and who am I with? Hopefully my wife. Hopefully she's still my wife and not gone, but it's going to be me and her. You ain't got nobody around to protect y'all, right? It's you two. So that important that myself, because like when you get involved into a relationship, right? Or before you get married, you should be a whole. You meet someone else who is a whole. You combine together two holes, right? Then you have children. If you want children and you take care of them, but you got to be good. You're no good to nobody unless you're good to yourself, right? You can't take care of anybody unless you take care of yourself. Remember that. Now, after my rant, right? The next line is some bridges burn. I'm not ready to rebuild yet. I got a couple of, well, former friends. Then they also became former acquaintances that those bridges pretty much, they're either burned in my eyes or burned in their eyes. There's probably one that I have, I won't say regrets on, but I wish we had a conversation that hurts, right? But she did what she absolutely had to do, what she felt was best for her and her family, but it still didn't stop it from hurting. Am I ready to rebuild that bridge yet? No, because I feel like when you have a story, they have a story. Even many years come by, y'all not going to agree on your versions of the story. Usually, at least that's the way I feel about this situation. I have another one that they're just not people I care to rebuild a bridge yet. And that is okay, right? Some people tell you, y'all should make up. They're your friend. You should forget about it. That's been a long time ago. That was 20 years ago. So they weren't good for me then. Why do you think they're good for me now? Why would I open a door for somebody like that to enter my life when all they caused was trauma or problems 
or drama to me. So it's okay to say, nah, I'm not about to do that. No, I'm not about to rekindle this friendship. No, I'm not about to rekindle this family ship. This it's done. Decisions were made. Actions were made. And my reaction is the bridge is burned and it ain't being rebuilt. Right. So the last line before he goes into the type of person he is, he says some insecurities I haven't dealt with yet. And when I talk about insecurities for me, they are real body dysmorphia, self-deprecating, self-doubting. I am a Leo, right? Which means I love compliments. Adore me, please. Adore me, please. Take strength in my strength, right? But complimenting myself is a whole different ball game. Not talking about the way I look and putting so much emphasis on the way I look is tough, right? Because to me, it's important. It means a lot to me, right? Self-deprecating, which means talking about yourself in a negative light, right? Oh, I'm stupid. Why did I do that? It's so stupid. Why? I don't know. All kinds of stuff. I'm trying to think of examples. And of course, it ain't coming off the top of my head, but the my hair, right? So for a long time, there was emphasis put on, I mean, in general, if you come from a black household, it is absolutely how you look and how you present yourself out in public. Don't go out looking like that. There might be people out there. You never know who you might run into. That's been talked. That's been said for generations. Mind you, that is true. Bonnets need to go bye-bye, but do you boo-boo? But I mean, my old school mind is like, I don't, I don't know about no bonnets, especially bonnets in the airport. You know what I'm saying? And they say rumor is if you dress nicer, you might be able to get upgraded into business class, something like that. I don't know. I've seen it happen a couple times, but I don't know. Could be some charmingness to that one, but I digress. But my hair has been huge for me. When I was a kid growing up, my hair was long, got down to my shoulders. That was like a big thing to me. Woo! I got shoulder hair. Went to college, lost a lot of my hair because I'm used to going to a hairdresser. And when you ain't got no hairdresser, because I know I love my mom, but she didn't really know how to do hair. That's okay. In turn, I didn't know how to do hair. Just pay somebody to do it for you, right? When you go to college and you go to college in the middle of nowhere and there's no hairdressers out there, you lose a lot, right? And I lost a lot. Ultimately, when I graduated, had to chop off most of my hair. So it was short and it grew slowly but surely. Still got relaxed for a long time. Then I decided to go natural, right? And that was different. So I'm walking around. I'm thinking my hair is going to be curly and stuff like that. And eventually I'm thinking it's going to drop. My hair never dropped. Stayed in fro style, right? Fro tight curlies. And when I tell you having natural hair sometimes can be a pain in the butt, trying to detangle and stuff like that. But I was very much, what does my hair look like? Hey, have you done your hair? Or somebody making comment, have you done your hair today? Why does your hair look like that? It was such a trigger and I wanted to just lose it. And at one point it got so bad. I did lose it on someone I love truly, right? We're about to have a fight. I mean, not between me and them, but me and other people, right? Because of my reaction. First of all, they weren't used my reaction because I'm not a snapper, right? If I get to that point, it's like, oh, snap, something is wrong, but it was bothering me. This is pre-therapy. Don't talk about my hair. I'm sick and tired of people talking about my hair, whether good, bad, or indifferent, or how you look. And I hear comedians talk about it too, the difference between like girls and boys, right? But hey, gang, you're putting on a little weight there. Okay, thanks. You're looking a little skinny there. For me, I was in the best shape of my freaking life. You're looking a little skinny there. You're getting a little small there. I'm in shape. I have abs, or at least a four pack at the time. I'm happy with the way I look, right? Took a long time and a lot of work. 
and a lot of work to get to that point. When I say a lot of work, I mean a lot. But I was happy with it. But you look a little skinny there. And I'm not very good at maintaining my weight, right? I can lose weight and I can gain weight. I haven't figured out the science between maintaining weight. I'm sorry, I just haven't. Still working through that, right? And that feeds into my body dysmorphia insecurity, right? And it took a long time and it took my fiance and exes telling me about myself, right? And even people that I love, my parents, and like, well, we don't tell you you got this way or got that big or whatever because you're super sensitive. Hmm, fine. Yes, I am sensitive. I agree. I am sensitive. And then you're, but you're like, well, I want you to tell me if I gain some weight, like if I gain too much weight because it's ridiculous. So it's a double edged sword because some, they're people. And then there's times people will tell you, you're getting a little big there. Getting a little big there, Toya. Thanks. I'm fully aware. Trust me. I look at myself every day in the mirror, right? I'm constantly nitpicking everything about myself every day, right? But I have someone who enjoys the way I look. When you're engaged to an African, and I should just say, and I'll be specific, a Liberian, they love it when you eat, right? They love you eating food. You're constantly eating, well, I won't say constantly eating food, but you're eating food and they like when you have a big appetite. And I have a big appetite, right? So of course I've gained some weight and being, like I said at the beginning, into work, lots of work all the time, trying to find time to get to the gym has been very difficult. But looking at myself in the mirror and liking how I look, right? Enjoying how I look and where I'm at now. Can I lose some weight? Absolutely. Am I trying to lose some weight? Absolutely. But it's not the end all be all. But it took a long time to get to that point. It took a long time of listening to other people and actually making a change into the way that I think in the way I process things from food and counting calories and now not doing that and was intuitively eating or just trying to eat healthier whole foods and the weight loss sometimes will come. And then you absolutely know when you're not doing right and you're gaining weight because if you go back and look at your food, you're probably not eating right, right? I can pinpoint, hey, well, I know if I haven't lost any weight, I can't really be mad because I was eating out and eating crap when I was eating out, right? Might not ate a lot. Doesn't take a lot when you add up how much you actually burn versus how much you're taking in. And so making those simple changes and it doesn't get easier as you age because parts break down, they hurt more. You have to effectively change your workouts based off of what you can do, what your body can handle, right? But in turn, dealing with those insecurities, he says some insecurities I haven't dealt with yet. For the most part, I've dealt with them. I've talked about them, still working through them and not thinking of myself that way. But it's important to deal with those insecurities. However long it takes, do it. No more self-deprecating talk, getting rid of partially body dysmorphia. Your core is going to still have it. I'm into bodybuilding. My brother, he's getting into bodybuilding. So your body dysmorphia gets worse when you do that stuff, right? Because you have to look at every portion of your body before, right? And I want to do a bodybuilding contest, but I know I have to lose weight before I get to the point of having a coach and them effectively and me effectively having to nitpick my body because it could create a problem, right? I'm completely aware of what I got and how that could exploit it or make it grow exponentially by doing that, right? So once you deal with your ish, then you can go and do stuff like that more. Then you can do some adventure. So the last line is, I'll be the first to admit that I'm a lonely soul and the last to admit I need a hand to hold. Oh, for sure. I will try to take on the world before I ask for help. I'm a lot better at it now with asking for help, but that one's a still work through, right? I'm tough. I'm a tough lady. I've dealt with some stuff. I'm getting married to somebody who's dealt with way more stuff than I have. When you talk about, hey, you got to, you must have some trouble, but don't compare to other people's stories, right? But she always told me that it's not about my story. 
or about this person has it worse than me because for you, it feels like it's the end of the world. That for you, that life is tough, right? And that's what you have to remember. You can't compare yourself to other people. You have to just compare yourself to yourself. And for me, I feel like, oh yeah, my life has been pretty good. I've had a little, some hiccups, some uphill battles, but it's been all right. And I don't compare myself to her life because if you compared yourself to her life, you'd be like, man, I am a wussy, right? I am weak, self-deprecating talk, right? But I don't do that because I don't want to be self-deprecating and I don't want to compare myself to her, right? So I just compare myself as me versus me, as they say. So what I want you to take from this, besides go listen to the song, it's called Happy by NF. I want you all to dig deep and ask yourself those questions, right? The hurtful words, the bridges burn, the insecurities, the demons, the trauma, the phone calls, the baggage, the issues, when things are off, when you're not depressed, right? Some family members, all these things. I want you to think about where you are now, right? Think about your past and your present and your future. And what do you need to do to become the best version of yourself? Because it will be worth it. I promise. And guys, that's the show. One thing I say to my friends all the time is no one listens to me. So I hope you listen and I hope you tell others to listen to clueless attempts and tell them to be ready. Until next time. 